Hi guys, my name is William Kircher. I played Biffa in the Hobbit trilogy. And you are listening to On Screen and Beyond, the show to listen to. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Get ready for another episode of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with the guests from the movie, TV, or music industry. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is episode 364 of On Screen and Beyond, and our guest this week is William Kircher from The Hobbit. You've seen him in all three Hobbit movies. And for our friends down under, he was on the TV show Shark in the Park, where he played BP. And we've got a lot of things to talk to him about. It's coming up in a few minutes right here. It's a very interesting interview, so stick around for that. And uh, a lot of things going on, as usual, uh, nonstop, trying to get more people on the show. And if you are available to leave us a review on iTunes, that would help out. And uh, what do you say? Let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, a lot of interesting things coming our way as far as remakes. We've talked about this one a little bit in the past. But uh, more things are coming out, so we're going to give them to you. Samuel L. Jackson has joined the cast of the remake of 1958's classic sci-fi movie, The Blob. It was a good movie then. They remade it once, and they're doing it again. We'll see how they do with it this time. And 1996's film The Craft is headed for a remake. It dealt with a group of girls in a school who delve into witchcraft. And the remake of 1960's The Magnificent Seven keeps getting bigger and better. It looks like the film is going to star, of course, we've mentioned this before, Denzel Washington, but also going to be Chris Pratt and Ethan Hawke involved with that one. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Jack Black will star in Micronations as a small group of people claim that their property is now a nation within itself, and Jack Black's country goes to war against a neighbor. Sounds kind of funny. And Simon Cowell is working on a film called The Fifth Beatle, and the film will focus on Brian Epstein, the Beatles' manager, and they say there'll be a lot of the Beatles themselves in the film and their music. And uh, let's see, Natalie Portman will star as Jackie Kennedy, In Jackie, it's a film about the four days following John F. Kennedy's assassination. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as sequels down at Sequel City, right here on On Screen and Beyond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequel City, Jack Reacher 2 will be coming our way with Tom Cruise in the lead role. Writers have been hired 
to pen the film following the novel Never Go Back by Lee Child. And Fast and Furious 8 is bringing back Dwayne Johnson, and it will arrive in April of 2017. And Paddington 2 is going to be coming our way. It starts production very shortly. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, it looks like on September 8th, Gotham, the complete first season, will arrive on Blu-ray and DVD. And if you haven't had a chance to see this series, check it out. It's a good show. And on, uh, let's see, uh, June 9th, all eight seasons of The Andy Griffith Show will take us back to Mayberry, and it's going to have a sleek new look to it. And Laverne and Shirley, the complete series, and The Odd Couple, the complete series, will arrive on DVD on June 16th. And that's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD. Movies on DVD July 7th will bring us Absolution on Blu-ray and DVD starring action hero Steven Seagal. And Ben Stiller and Naomi Watts will star in While We're Young on Blu-ray and DVD on June 30th. And Slow West rides our way as the Western drama arrives on July 7th starring Michael Fassbender. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek. And find out what's coming away as far as TV and entertainment time. TV and entertainment time. Jude Law will star in The Young Pope on an HBO miniseries in which he will play the most conservative pope ever. And George A. Romero's Marvel comic series Empire of the Dead is being developed into a TV show. And that's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. Celebrity birthdays on May 24th. Tommy Chong turns 77. John C. Riley turns 50. Bob Dylan turns 74. And Gary Berghoff, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 72. And if you get a chance, go back to On Screen and Beyond reruns and check out that interview with Gary. He gave a great interview and uh, he gave us a lot of time, and uh, he's a great guy. And on May 25th, Mike Myers, Austin Powers himself, turns 52, and Ian McKellen turns 76. On May 26th, it looks like Stevie Nicks is turning 67 years old. On May 27th, Christopher Lee, did a lot of Dracula movies, turns 93, and Todd Bridges turns 50, and Lou Gossett Jr. turns 79. On May 28th, it looks like John Fogarty from CCR turns 70. And on May 29th, Melissa Etheridge turns 54. And on May 30th, Clint Walker turns 88 years old. And Ted McGinley turns 57. And that's it for Celebrity Birthdays. Now, as far as listener birthdays, Jane E. of Billings, Montana turns 38 on May 26th. If you have a family member, uh, your birthday or a friend or whatever, and want to celebrate it here at On Screen and Beyond with everybody, send that information to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And everybody all over the world here listening to On Screen and Beyond will wish you a very happy birthday. So happy birthday wishes going out to all our 
people who we mentioned this week. And next week, we'll do it all again. And you can send that information out to me. All right. Now, I had a chance to sit down with William Kirkshire. And he was in the Hobbit movies, all three of them. And he was also in a TV show called Shark in the Park, where he played BP down in uh, uh, New Zealand. And a lot of people down there who listen to On Screen and Beyond from Australia and New Zealand and all those areas, you're going to know him. And like I said, he was in the Hobbit movies. So anyways, he's coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is William Kersher, who, of course, many people remember from The Hobbit, which has been just such a great film, a series of films, and we welcome you, William. Well, thank you very much. Oh, William. Brian. The Hobbit, the Hobbit movies are so huge. How did you get involved with them? I uh, was looking for a job, and the phone rang one day. And it was the casting director for the film saying, Peter Jackson would like to offer you the role. And it was that simple. I had auditioned six months beforehand. Around, I had completely forgotten that I'd auditioned for the role of the master of Lake Town. Uh, so when I got that call, it was out of the blue. And I was astounded and very excited. Going back to the first one, I notice on your IMDb credits it says that you played two characters in there. Is that correct? That's correct because what it was quite a, a funny story because we did our very first read through and the first time we were all in the room together reading through the script and I recalled that uh, John Rhys Davies had also play, played Gimli but he also did the voice of Treebeard. And so I remembered that and when it came to reading the trolls I thought I said to the producers, are they cast yet? And they said, no. And I said, well, I'd really like to audition for one of the trolls. And so they set up an audition for me with Philippa Boyens, the producer, and uh, lo and behold, I got that role as well. Very exciting, two roles. Now, here I am, I'm looking at your picture in there. It looks like you uh, had a little bit of time in makeup. Yes. When we started, it was four hours, but by the, we got better at it after about six weeks. We got it down to two and a half hours. But it, uh, yes, I trained myself to go to sleep. That was a fantastic thing to do, because when somebody's poking you in the eye with a stick, <laughs> being asleep is an art. And uh, on a good day, I'd get to sleep for about 40 minutes, and, it was, and then I'd wake up, and it'd all be done. <laughs> now... Two to four hours, roughly, you're, you're saying this took. Um, how much screen time were you actually on when you... Or how long did it take to film while you were in makeup? Well, individual uh, style, yeah. well, it's a 12-hour day. But a lot of time we do overtime. So I think my biggest day was 16 hours. Um, and you... Uh, well, people who know this business know you do a lot of waiting in the business. And... Uh, yeah, so the days were very long, and it was hard work. It was hot and heavy, but uh, my gosh, I wouldn't change it for the world because it was an incredible adventure. Sure it was. And working for Peter Jackson must be quite a 
quite an event. He is such a cool guy. I'll tell you how cool Peter Jackson is. I, uh, he's a collector. I got to work one day and parked in his parking spot at the studio was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the car, which he owns. He owns that? Yeah, and what is even more cool is that he had driven it to work that morning. <laughs> How cool is that? No, he's a great guy. He's very relaxed. Um, and uh, for a, a person that's under, must be incredible pressure because there's so much money involved in, this, in those films. Uh, you never would know. He just never takes any stress out on his cast or his team. Um, it's an, a great experience, and he's a great director to work for. Now... A lot of your acting is done... You're from New Zealand, correct? That's correct, except I'm practicing my American accent. So I've been saying stuff like, This is American Idol! Because I'm trying to get an agent over here, and I have meetings this week uh, in regards to that, a theatrical agent. Because we actually have a lot of listeners from New Zealand and Australia to our show. Oh, hi, guys. G'day, you Australians out there. How you doing, mate? to when you started acting or, or well let's start when you were a little kid did you want to be an actor or what, what did you want to be back then I didn't know that I wanted to be an actor until I was in a play when I was uh, at, at what we call intermediate school um, so as in my first year at intermediate I was in a, a school play and I was absolutely terrified couldn't stop shaking but I don't know I just discovered you know a, a love for it and then I started doing um a, a theatre with the local amateur dramatic society and um, then I got into the New Zealand drama school which was a two year course a very sophisticated uh, even way back then and then you did a year's apprenticeship after that in a professional theatre and so for the first eight years, ten years of my career I just did back to back contracts for year contracts in theatre and that was a, a and I did television work as well at the same time and some film work, but that was a great grounding for an actor to be able to do. Like people can't believe it now, but you do a year contract in a theatre. You are, if you're not on the main stage, you are um, doing a holiday program for kids, or you're going out doing schools, theatre and education. And what an amazing opportunity! And it is unheard of now. And that's for eight years, just year after year after year after year, doing play after play after play after play. Now, stage acting or acting on television or film, do you have a favorite? I have not done stage for a very long time, and I do miss it. But there is something about doing film, the truth involved. It's, they, I mean, in both the, on stage and in film, you are, of course, being an actor but they are, they are different disciplines involved. And the wonderful thing about film that I love is that you have to be so in the moment and so true. Now, you have to have those things on stage as well, but you've got to project that to the back of the auditorium. Whereas on, uh, on film, you can bring it right into yourself, and you have to. You have to have that immediacy and that truth. And I just love that. And when you hit it right, it's the best feeling in the world. Well, I was talking with a, recently with a stage actor who's also in TV and film, and they were saying that they had to tone it down when they were on film and TV because the director kept saying, you know, you're too, too animated, too loud. And she said, well, I'm, I'm projecting to the, you know, the 19th aisle. 
Yeah, well, that's inexperience. That always happens when you first kind of start. Yeah. You tend to throw the performance a bit. But uh, I've been doing it for a long time now, so I'm kind of over that. But, yes, uh, so, you know, I enjoy both. So I do miss theatre, though. And uh, I've got a play that I'm going to be doing at some stage back in New Zealand. But right now I'm concentrating on uh, building a career in Los Angeles and, you know, using The Hobbit to kind of bounce off and, and get more work. Now, The Hobbit is not the only thing that we recognize you from, correct? Well, I have done a lot of things, but a lot of them, um, you know, wouldn't be seen in America. I was in a film called Out of the Blue, which is an incredible film, uh, with Carl Urban. So if anybody gets a chance to see that, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, not the nicest story in the world because it is about a massacre that happened in a seaside village in New Zealand in the 1990s. But it is a very, very good film. I'm very proud of that. And, and when I say recognize you... I wouldn't recognize you from, from The Hobbit. I mean, I, I can see the eyes, and you know, but yeah. of course you're in a lot of makeup. I am, I am, but the eyes are similar. <laughs> now, They're my eyes. They're my eyes. They're not prosthetic eyes. <laughs> now, uh, are there any people that you've worked with in the past that you really enjoyed working with? Oh, well, I mean, you can't... One of the great things about being involved in a movie of this size... And, oh, look, one other thing I want to say is you never stop learning when you're an actor. You can't because it's just you you'd never lose the child in yourself. You never stop learning. To get an opportunity to work with actors of, uh, you know, the like Ian McKellen, actors of such incredible talent and experience, and to work be working right alongside them, uh, and also Martin Freeman and, and Richard Armitage, uh, actors like that, just it's a wonderful chance for, uh, to observe and to learn from them. And so, you know, those, those are my starstruck moments. But that was because they're brilliant actors. And uh, that was an, a, an amazing opportunity. Who are your inspirations going into acting? That's a very good question. I don't know, actually. I mean, you know, I just um, always just wanted to... I just wanted to do it. And I've had lots of inspirations throughout my life. And, um, but nailing I can't really name any particular person. I just, you know, I always see them when I was a little kid. Mary Poppins. I saw Mary Poppins when I was about five years old. And, my God, I just so... I remember still loving that movie and wanting to be in it, in the, in the screen, in that life, in that picture. <laughs> well, William, I want to finish up with two final questions, and this sort of leads into it. When you relax and watch TV, what's your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Oh, uh, I actually like uh, comedy, good comedy, sitcom comedy programs on television. I just enjoy that. I really enjoy good American sit situation comedy, because... Any, actually. It doesn't matter where it's from. Do you get a lot of, of that down in New Zealand? Yeah, we'd get a fair bit. We get, yeah, we do. We get quite a lot of American programs. So that's what I enjoy to relax and um, do to relax, enjoy those kind of programs. Movies, there's just so many. The Hobbit, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, so proud of Lord of the Rings. And then to actually finally... Uh, because I was living in New Zealand, of course, when they're making Lord of the Rings, and my wife is a talent agent. So we had a lot of people in, the, in, in that film, but I wasn't one of them. <laughs> and then finally to get the opportunity to actually be 
not only just in that film. I would have done anything in that film. You know, I would have done a bit part. But to get the opportunity to go down in history as one of the dwarves in The Hobbit, what an incredible, life-changing experience. Brian, thank you for your time. William, thank you so much. And you are listening to On Screen and Beyond. A big thank you going out to William Kersher for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. I apologize for the audio on those because sometimes when we do live interviews with people in areas where there's a lot of people around, sometimes, you know, it's harder to get a good quality sound. But, uh, you know, hey, when you get a chance to do an interview with somebody, you, you grab a hold of it and you do it. Anyways, uh, if, check him out in The Hobbit, William Kersher, and uh, thank him so much. So. That's it for this interview, and uh, we've got a lot of things going on. I've got to get some people that I'm really trying and digging for. I appreciate the people who have sent me some more suggestions, and uh, I keep looking, and I hope we'll get those people on. So I hope, hope you'll keep listening keep sending those suggestions at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Love hearing from you and appreciate it. And that's about it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Mm-hmm.